is WebRTC going to change the way we communicate? Here to discuss that is Mike Burke with IR. Mike, let's first start with defining WebRTC for people who may not be familiar with it yet. Well, WebRTC, uh, the RTC part stands for real-time communications. WebRTC is a capability that's built into browsers that are on everybody's desktop. If you've got Firefox or Chrome or Opera or or the new uh, Windows Edge browser um, installed, uh, you've got access to this fantastic capability that can easily let you as a consumer um, set up a voice, data, and video interaction uh, with, with a company uh, just at the click of a button from a smartphone application or from your computer desktop. So what is its role in the enterprise world? The role in the enterprise world is to provide a, um, you know, a, 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 warmer, a warmer type of an interaction between the company and, and the consumer or the customer. The idea is that a video interconnection between, um, between a consumer and a brand uh, is a, is a friendlier, friendlier kind of an interaction. It's also uh, the way it's going to be implemented or could be implemented by, uh, by a financial services and institution or an airline or um, any any large enterprise that has a uh, a consumer-facing contact center, it should significantly reduce customer effort, which is a a key measure in the contact center industry. It should significantly reduce the customer effort required to make a connection and and speak to somebody um, at the financial services institution or the airline or wherever it is because because of the ease of implementation and the way it's been integrated into those browsers. So give us a, an example of an optimal implementation. Well, an optimal, optimal implementation might be, um, you know, you, you get your credit card statement or you, you get the email that says your statement's available online and so you log in at your computer and you're going through your transactions for the last month and you see the one for the, um, you know, for the Thai restaurant down on the corner and you see the one for your your grocery trip to the, you know, the, the, the neighborhood co-op and then you come across a transaction that says 150 pounds of squirrel food and you think to yourself, you know, I didn't really do that. I need to talk to somebody about that because that sounds like fraud. And and you look on the uh, you, you look on your screen and you see a button right there that says talk to an agent. And so in, instead of having to go find the number to call that's on the back of your credit card and you know and, and go through that process of uh, of keying in information in the IVR and repeating the whole um, you know your your whole story just to get back into the system, um, you actually can just click on a button and uh, be connected with an agent who um, who has access to the information on your desktop and uh, who can speak to you through the uh, through the microphone and speaker on your computer and and if you've enabled it you you can even have a two-way video chat. The default use case is probably to present you with video of the agent, and you can decide if you want the agent to see you or not. But the beauty of it all is that your situation is communicated to the agent as a part of the interface, and so you, you don't have to go through all those stages of uh, um, ac- accessing a contact center by calling somebody up and then going through those uh, those those three phases of interaction, which is you know identification, authentication, and then getting irritated by all the uh, the different um, enter this for that and uh, did you say this press one and <laughs> and all those other things that have to happen. By simply clicking a button on the browser page, you're connected to an agent, and the agent can see the context. You can explain it to the agent and say, I didn't buy $150 worth of squirrel food. I, um, I don't know how that may have happened. And uh, the agent 
can then uh, do whatever is appropriate based on uh, whatever level of uh, authority or uh, or customer service uh, insight that they want to bring to the situation. So it, it, it's a um, it's a very high tech way of of simplifying that connection between the customer and and, and the institution. So this is a technology that's been around for a couple of years. What hurdles are there in place that sort of prohibit wider implementation? Or asked another way, what will spur broader implementation in the coming years? Well, well the functionality is out there for uh, point-to-point communications between two individuals, and the, and the bandwidth required to do that is not too bad. You know, for example, you and I could, you know, initiate a, uh, you know, a, a voice data video call pretty easily. But if you're a, um, a large uh, multi, uh, you know, multinational bank and you want to put the ability to serve, say, 10,000 simultaneous customers using this in place, there's a lot that has to happen to be able to mediate the uh, the connectivity that's required, as well as to assure the uh, the uh, voice and video streams, um, if if your clients choose to use them, are really being transmitted smoothly and uh, provide a smooth connection. And so the building of that uh, building of that infrastructure uh, within those uh, within those institutions to uh, in some cases um, be there in parallel or to replace some of the existing infrastructure for uh, human interaction in the institution. That's one of the barriers. And so figuring out how to do this right so that when it's implemented, the, um, the interactions um, are, uh, are high quality and effective to everybody um, is really important. Not just that it's an efficient interaction, but that it's also a high quality interaction. And so build, building that infrastructure and making sure that it works reliably every time is what's really important. Join us next time when we discuss the omni-channel experience and ways to do it well. For more podcasts, visit IR.com.